It's produced by the modial interaction of magnetoreluctance and capacitive directance. Hey guys, we're back from the jungle. Uh, it was a great time. Uh, it was nice seeing the jungle, recording an app in the jungle, watching movies in the jungle. Um, Matthew and I entered the jungle, brothers, but we came out uh, closer than that. Uh, we had to make... We had to make... Uh, you have to make ends meet in the jungle. <laughs> And I met Matt's Literally. end, if you know what I mean. You know, we had to sacrifice some boundaries, but that's okay, you know. You have to make do. Jungle boys make do, <laughs> and that's what we did. Skeeters were killer, though. Really, it was bad. Yeah, they weren't the only things sucking me dry, but the Skeeters were, they were fucked. I won't lie. I think I have West Nile. I got something. <laughs> um. So let's let's cheer. Let's put a little. Let's put a positive spin to this. I can give you good news or bad news. Which one do you want? For, well, I'm gonna give you both, but you can choose which one you get first. Let's do the bad news first. Okay. Bad news is we have our first hater. Uh, hater alert. So a coworker of mine suggested that I watch Up in Smoke, and I put that on the list. You know. But then you said that we were gonna watch it for the show. So then it became on the list, and I watched it. Uh, then we reviewed it, and my coworker of mine said, I'm going to listen to the episode. I said, sure, uh, go for it. So they listened to it, and they came to me, and they said, um, you know, your friend, his review kind of sucked. And I said, oh, why is that? She's like, you know, he took it the movie too seriously. It's just a fun movie. Uh, it, it, you're supposed to watch it, have fun and have some laughs. And, you know, he gave it two bags. Uh, she said, first of all, the five bag system doesn't even make sense. And uh, I said, well, look, I'm not going to say anything about that. That's your choice. But, um, she, she was unhappy with your review. And so they need to go back to film school, watch some more movies. And, I need to go to films. Yeah. And then maybe you'll know a thing or two. Um. So just sort of wrap on that. What, what do you think about that? What's their address? I look. If I knew, I'd tell you, but I I don't know. All right. Well, just give me the information later, and I can. And I have. Yeah, I'll do what I have to do. Yeah. Listen. Okay. We need to demand more of our cinema. Yeah. Okay. This is at Luke's coworker. Yeah. Okay. It's not. It's not. Movies are not about having fun. Mm-hmm. They're about probing the depths of the human mind and pushing the limits of a spirit. Well, they probed it with a, a blunt, and they got a couple of giggles out of it, you know? Uh, look, it was okay, you know. Uh, maybe, you know, hey, I'm more of a Pineapple Express guy. It's more funnier, I think, than that was. So. Sure. Uh, so, yeah. You want the good news now? Yeah. We have our confirmed first random fan. Okay, so you get there's highs and lows. Yeah, sure. This is a hundred percent serious. Not making any of this up. All of this was real. Uh, the jungle part two. The 
So at, at, we record the podcast for the University of Manitoba's radio station, and then it's just, I don't know, through the tubes and through the Wi-Fi pipes, it gets to Spotify somehow. I don't know. It seems like a hack to me, but we allow it to happen. It, so. it gets piped into people's computers. I don't know how it gets there. Zeros and ones, yeah, right. Uh, so anyways... They have volunteers, and when you sign up, you have to on the on the volunteer form. They sort of G check you, and they ask you what's your favorite show on UMFM. And someone wrote down Cult of Personality, and uh, the station manager told me that. So shout out to them. So what's their address? That, I don't know, but if you're listening to this, send us your address, and and um, we'll and, uh, and you'll be rewarded hand- handsomely. Yeah. We'll take it from there. So shout out to our new random fan. Yeah. Um, you know, you could be spending your time in so many other ways. Yes. So many productive ways. And yet every week you come back. That's dedication. So thanks. Thanks. Uh, okay. I think one or two months ago, we said that we would watch one of the movies of all time. And we did. We watched Sunset Boulevard. What did you think of it? A great movie. Uh, I love the movie. Yep. It's definitely one of the movies of all time because it's a movie about Hollywood. Yep. And famously, they love those. But I, that really is a great film. Mm-hmm. It's a great film noir. I didn't, I didn't know it was film noir before I saw it. Um, the performances are all great. The script is actually immaculate. Yeah. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about it. I thought about it for a couple of days after. I don't do that for most movies because their film is a disposable medium mm-hmm. and they don't really matter that much after uh, the popcorn indigestion has faded. Like this? Um, well, listen, this has its, it has its flaws. We'll get into that later. Okay. Yep. Sunset Boulevard, full bags. Yeah. Okay. Great movie. Yes. Um, did you see any other movies? Uh, I forget if I talked about it for last week's episode or not. Did I talk about, I know what you did last summer, last week? Yes. I did? Uh, then no. I saw, I actually saw quite a few movies this week. I I rewatched Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. And pretty good still. The only thing that... I think is going to hinder the film and I feel like the film is already kind of mostly forgotten is that aesthetically it's not great it kind of has that early 2010 like plain gray look to it yeah I think it would be a little bit more better with some visual flair and the CGI is you know it's whatever it's extensive at some points Mm. otherwise really good you know it's fun it's fun. It's good. It's a good summer flick, good Halloween flick. You can just sit back, relax, laugh at horror movies as a genre. It's kind of like Scream, but not as good. <laughs> so that's good. Uh, I saw this new horror movie called Barbarian in Theaters. Don't spoil it, please. I won't spoil it. Okay. Um, I mostly enjoyed it, although there is a jump, a shark jumping moment that kind of killed the movie for me. But it's well, very well directed, if not well scripted. So worth the watch, but not perfect. Three out of five. Okay. 
Um, I think I watched something else. Um, I watched an Elizabeth Taylor movie from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't very good. No? It's called The Driver's Seat. Uh, alternatively, I think it's titled Identikit. It's like a psychological drama, but it's kind of like a Tarkovsky movie where nothing happens. And then the at the end they go, doesn't that make you think? <laughs> and it didn't. So I can't recommend that one, and it's impossible to find. Mm. Um, I couldn't find any... My blockbuster didn't have it. So don't even bother. I think it's playing at the Cinematheque later. Mm. But uh, yeah, that one was uh, that one was not that good. Uh, by far the best thing I saw this week was Sunset Boulevard. Yeah. That was the highlight. And that is definitely one of the movie, Maybe the movie of all time. Also, we saw... Wait, wait, wait. Before you segue, I just had a question for you. Yeah. What did you think about at the beginning of Sunset Boulevard that they showed that the guy uh, was dead? That's like that's like a classic noir technique I get. And it, it it's like kind of interesting because it's like, you know, he's narrating himself dead. One thing the movie does well is that you get invested in his story. But that that um, and, you know, when um, you know, when Norma like acquires the gun, like, you know, that's the gun that's mm-hmm. going to kill him. But the movie does a good job of just having you invested in his story and his romance anyway, even if even though you know it's ill-fated. Mm-hmm. That's like that's really that was one of the big things that makes it like film noir besides the voiceover and the CD characters. Um, because a movie like this in more typical fashion would just have him run off with that young 20-year-old lady. Yeah. Uh, but he doesn't, and then he gets shot, and then he dies. <laughs> And, and then, then she has her moment. And then she's ready for a close up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought that was I thought that was cool. I mean, like you could leave that out and have more genuine suspense in the film, but I guess that's not really what the movie's about. Mm-hmm. It's a bit it's it's like character study. Yep. Um so I guess in that way it's nice that it circles back to the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, segue. So we also saw another movie, because we had to, that I picked. Uh, it's called From Dust Till Dawn. Now, it's directed by Robert Rodriguez of Spy Kids fame. Mm-hmm. And written by Quentin Tarantino of Foot Fetishes fame. Yes. And, okay, I've, I, I just forgot until now that he gets feet in his mouth in this movie. Mm-hmm. How have I not seen that before? That's killing me. He lit, and there's literally a scene where he's like, he's doing the Patrick Bateman looking at like um, at the business card, but then at this teenage girl's feet. Just funny. I don't know. I, 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 I still I don't know if it's genuine or if he's if it's ironic or if it's both or if it's neither. I don't I don't know what it is, but it, that was funny. Um, so it's a movie. Uh, <laughs> So it's a movie where two guys. Uh, so we've seen this movie before. I saw this movie before twice already. By yep, the way, yeah, yeah. So two guys who are dick dicks, um, <laughs> and they like to kill people. Well, no, they don't. Yeah, but they do it anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, one of them definitely does. Um, they have to 
make a deal with somebody it doesn't fucking matter basically most of the movie is just like this road trip uh, action ultra violent action movie in the vein of we're the millers in the vein of will we're the millers with jason sudeikis and then in the last third of the film it just suddenly becomes a vampire movie and in and going into this movie i thought that i thought that this was gonna be a vampire hunting movie Mm -hmm. i thought these two were guys who also they're like uh they're like those guys in supernatural Mm -hmm. or something yeah yeah. they drive around in a cool car they kill monsters look good doing it no they don't even mention vampires until the third act that's such a weird i'll just get into it that's such a weird um it's like it i don't know if it works i don't think it works personally i think this movie is a mixed bag because the first half of the movie is like this serious uh escape from the law type movie and they're building all this character, all these characters, yada yada yada. Then the second half is just them blowing up, zo- uh, basically zombies. I mean, they're vampires, but it's like a Romero movie. They're just yeah. ki- headshotting zombies, stabbing or vampires stabbing them. And they really have. It, there's no synergy. You have like two movies, and then they're just held together with gorilla glue in the center. It's not like uh, a predator where it's a fun action movie with jokes and then that transitions nicely into this survival horror movie it's just it's it they have nothing to do with one another and i don't know if it's supposed to be like ironic because in horror movies they have character development and then the character dies and Mm -hmm. they're trying to like make fun of that or if it's just like it's a genuine and it just doesn't work you know yeah it's like in for example, Predator, I mean, the progression seems natural. Yeah. Like, they just, they think they're going into an easy mission, and their hubris is exploited, and they get killed. Yeah. And this, it's like, what's weird about it is because the first part of the movie is like, Wild at Heart natu- and Natural Born Killers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I don't want to see this movie again, I'm sorry. <laughs> Because I'm getting really tired of it, where it's just two people are on the road. They are leaving a trail of blood and guts and mayhem behind them as they embark across the state. I don't know if this is like, this was just a thing at the time. You know, I never seen Thelma and Louise, but I think it's like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, what is with that? And what is with Tarantino? Because he did, well, he wrote Natural Born Killers as well, right? That's yes. also a script. It's just why did you just do it again and then add vampires at the end? Um, what's weird though is that okay, in Natural Born Killers, it was over commentary on violence, mm-hmm. or you could say, oh, it's just delighting in violence, and that's the commentary. Violence is just fun because it is Jan. <laughs> then, but then this has these characters be violent and shoot a lot of people and get into hostage situations. And then it just forgets about that. I guess the third act is like comeuppance for the shitty characters, like the sh- not the shitty characters, but the um, not uh, morally upright characters. Well, morally upright, like that Japanese kid just dies too. Harvey Keitel just, just dies. dies. Yeah. Um, so the two guys is you got 
Quentin Tarantino um, showing his acting chops as a sick pervert who likes to rape and murder. He's he's not like the war. He's not like terrible. He's like okay. It's like you know, um, he was smart enough to write himself into a kind of one no role, so he didn't have to show too much range. Um, his his perversion is is almost comedic because he's just so over the top sick. Mm-hmm. Then he has. Uh, Smartly, he has a way cooler brother. Yes. Played by the handsome and dashing George Clooney. And he also kills people, but he's more cool about it. Yeah. Because he just wants to get the job done and get his brother home that he loves so much. Spoiler alert, it didn't happen. (laughs) Richie dies at the beginning of the vampire movie. Um so there um i liked tarantino was serviceable it was like you know i'm glad i got to see him in a motion picture act for like an extended period of time it's enough for me put that to bed uh clooney's pretty good he's suave although it's like almost hard and he almost seems like he's trying too hard to be a bad guy and maybe maybe it's just because uh like they even give him like this fucking the tattoo is corny they give him this uh dwayne the rock johnson yeah, yeah like tribal tat on the left side of his body and yeah you get the sense like he's trying a little bit too hard because george clooney is just such a good charismatic uh kind of character actor Mm -hmm. that they have he has to sell this he's all right though it's novel enough then um i guess halfway through the film they pick up this family it's harvey keitel playing a god-fearing lapsed pastor and he's got two kids one of the kids is the girl from Natural Born Killers. I forgot her name. I don't know. She's uh, Clark Griswold's daughter. And so that is kind of the... They take them along as hostages to get into Mexico. And then they also get dragged into the vampire movie. What was the point? I don't really know. I liked Harvey Keitel in this. He was a little understated. He usually mm. in a Tarantino feature plays a at least a kind of greasy guy. Yeah. Or, you know, he plays the wolf or he plays Mr. I forget which color. Yeah. Mr. White, I think, was his best uh, collaboration with Tarantino. Uh, They're okay. I guess they're just a means for the boys to have something to do until they get to the vampire movie. Um, I don't really know. I mean, you know, you can see you can see some. What year did this come out? I was gonna say like, you know, if this came out before Pulp Fiction, I could kind of see where some of ninety six. Oh, it's actually after Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Well, I can kind of see like some of um, Samuel Jackson and Pulp Fiction. Um, I can jewels like some of his spirituality, I guess, in this character. Um, he's okay. He's okay. Um, one of the issues that I have with the movie is that it does seem sort of rehashed, and it also is just this weird thing where I mean, Tarantino's writing it, and this other guy's directing it, but it really feels like Tarantino was like ghost directing this movie, where it doesn't feel like a Rodriguez picture like at all. Because then there's stuff like, I mean, Tarantino's in it. They have, uh, like, Big Kahuna burgers. Yeah. They have, uh, I'm sure they probably have, like, the Big Apple cigarettes at some point. Was yeah, it red, red? Red Apple. Red Apple cigarettes. Um, there's a shot where 
George Clooney and Tarantino shoot someone and they're doing like the same pose as like Vincent and Jules and Pulp Fiction as well. It's it's oddly self-referential. Um, I, sorry, you were going to say something? Yeah, it's just you you get this deja vu in this movie where it's like this is like all stuff we've seen before from Tarantino and Rodriguez yeah. and it has a lot of their hallmarks in it. And it's kind of just like put in a blender to the point where the movie's almost predictable in that way. It's like, yeah, you got the two hitman type characters. Yeah, there's the trunk shot. There's the extended sexy dance sequence. Which does nothing. But it was, boom, it's such a big reveal because (laughs) then she's a vampire and then it begins. Mm -hmm. That was almost clever because it distracts you and you're thinking, what the fuck is the point of this? And then that's when the carnage begins. That's pretty standard Tarantino, though. He juxtaposed the the sexy stuff and then, boom, abject violence. Um, It's just the movie is kind of... Okay, and then when it gets to the third act, it, it's a decent vampire action movie, but it doesn't really um, elevate itself beyond that. The CGI doesn't look that good anymore, although the practical effects they do. Great. Uh, I liked I liked especially the way Tom Savini's vampire character looked mm-hmm. out. They get a little bit meta, I think, because they have in so what they ha- well, they go to like the Hellfire Club or some shit. I don't know. They just go the to titty a titty twister. They go- <laughs> that's what it's called. Yeah, they go to titty twister, and that's where they're meeting their guy. Yeah. And they go there and they see the sexy dance and then the lady's a vampire. And then the vampires start eating all the non-vampires and then it's a survival movie. And then you get some stock characters. You get Grizzled Vietnam Vet. Yeah, Fred uh, Williamson. Yeah. And then uh, Tom Savini is there as a guy. Uh, I can't even remember if there is anybody else. They might have died. I think that was it. That was it. That's enough to make a, a nice Motley crew there. Yeah. Um, and then they engage in some antics. The effects are... are The non-computer-generated effects are pretty good. It's well-directed uh, well-directed action. We know Quentin Tarantino's good at that, but you, you really, at the end of it, especially wonder, what did this all amount to? Um, one thing I want to say, and I don't know if you got the sense but i feel like this may have been like a part of natural born killers or something and then he maybe he made into two separate films or like this is like some like in quentin tarantino's melting pot of ideas i think this has traces of other stuff not Mm -hmm. just because it has his other movies the ending of the movie to me like in theory could be like a jumping off point for natural born killers because that's what I was thinking. Because in the movie, um, okay, so spoiler alert: um, the guy, the Christian dad, dies. His his Asian son dies brutally. Yeah. Um, Richie dies. Everybody dies except George Clooney and the teenage girl. Yeah. And then so the ending of the movie, they go out, and Cheech Marin is there, who plays a couple funny roles in the movie. And he's the guy they were supposed to meet. And they said, hey, what the fuck? Why did we meet the vampire club? And he's like, oh, I didn't know. <laughs> and then he's like, can I have more money for my troubles? And he's like, all right. And then he leaves. And then the girl is like, hey, can I join you? And he's like, no way, kid. <laughs> Gives her some bucks and rides off. To me, it was like, and even because it's the same character, it's like, he, in. It, it feels like he would have been he could have said sure 
and then essentially they just would have been natural born killers you know what i mean mm-hmm. um the, maybe it's just because it's the same girl too that yeah. they use but there's something about it that is just too reminiscent of that other film and it's just too similar to me for me to really get into as its own picture and honestly of the two i would rather watch natural born killers because it's more coherent than this is yep and at least that has something to say i guess this is supposed to be dumb fun little ultra violence little supernatural stuff um little foot fetishism get foot in, in the mouth you always like to see toe sucking i do we all do to admit it um but the movie didn't really strike a chord with me yeah there's a few other things that happened that made me wonder like is this parody um one thing in particular is when they get to mexico they throw on the mexico filter immediately i think that is not parody because i think that is a recent development where people go hey why did they just make mexico orange i think that was just how they did it like because this movie is like 25 ish years old i'm gonna say that's not ironic okay but there's that and then they have cheech playing like three mexican characters and then they have shit what's his name machete guy Danny Trejo? Yeah. They have Danny Trejo. So they have Cheech and Danny Trejo, which are like the two stereotypical Mexican actors to use, right? So they have that, and then they have like the Mexico filter on, and then they have, or I guess I should say Hispanic actors, uh, the, the Mexico filter on, and then they have this weird thing where like they give characters development just to kill them off. Like, I don't know, is, is that parody? Especially when the beginning of the movie is like the scene between these two there's like a gas station worker and then this local sheriff and they're just shooting the shit talking about stuff that ultimately doesn't matter so like was that setting the tone of the movie just like making fun of character development in horror movies am i like am i giving this movie too much credit i don't know that opening scene betrayed the film because that was actually one of the more interesting parts of it because they just have a casual conversation in tarantino fashion it's dialogue focus it's casual and then the sheriff goes to the bathroom and you reveal that the Richie and his brother, the two hitmen, have hostages just out of sight. Yeah. And that prior to the sheriff entering, they were holding up the store. And that's something on the rewatch, you know, you might take a closer look uh, at the performance of the of the desk clerk. I thought that was cool and very Tarantino-esque. Um, but that's like one of the highlights of the movie, in my opinion. Um, I get what you mean, though. The movie does seem to kill characters off unceremoniously. I guess that's just supposed to be like a like a Romero picture. It's like yeah. they all get development and then like they all die and then there's like a couple left or one or none. Um, but any meta commentary on the genre, it's like it's too muddled yeah. for me to mean anything. Um, we should mention that this is a, this whole movie is an up in smoke reference. Yes. Because Cheech Marin's in it, and they have an RV that they're smuggling across the border. Except instead of fiber weed, <laughs> they're smuggling a small family across the border. Um, and then Cheech Marin, he plays he plays um, the contact at the end of the film that goes. Sorry, I didn't know this place was a vampire place. Yeah. He plays a guard out. What was his fucking name? His name was Pussy something? Something Pussy. Because he's like, we got all the pussy here. Yeah. (laughs) It was like Chet Pussy. It was Chet Pussy. Yeah. Chet Pussy, who was like the 
uh, uh, spokesman for the bar. <laughs> they just beat him up and then go into the bar. Yeah. Um, in the beginning of the third act, and then he also plays the border security agent. Yeah. Um, and. So that was, you know, if you like Up in Smoke, this is like Up in Smoke, but instead of weed, it's violence. True. And it's a good combo, if you ask me. Uh, I just want to quickly mention, like, the practical effects are great. I'm 90% sure it's Tom Savini. I didn't even check in the credits. I would assume so. Yeah. I guess Tom Savini being there is also just a Romero reference. Yeah. When they have, it's just like, this movie would have held up so much but just get rid of that shitty cgi and it's just like a couple shots where it's like oh they have to transform into the vampire i would rather they just go you know ah they crouch down down. yeah Yeah, and then come out yeah because that it looks bad it's so well like the thing is it's just so smooth yeah It, it where everything else like it looks like liquid or something. Yeah, it's it's got that like um uh T one thousand yes T Terminator two yeah, thing, yeah, but yeah. like not in the way that it's supposed to, and just the way as oh, this is what CGI is. Mm-hmm. In hindsight, smarter that movie to make him a liquid thing, because I guess that's just how CGI looked at this point in time <laughs> in cinema history. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the movie, the movie also, the movie has like this weird nihilistic bent and like, that's a Quentin Tarantino thing. I don't mind that. Natural Born Killers is arguably a lot more depraved, um, than this, but you kind of have a hard time attaching to the characters except for this family who mostly gets killed off. And then I don't know. I, the movie didn't really have any genuine emotional connection, which maybe I shouldn't expect. No. Um, it is kind of detached in that way, but you know, it's a Tarantino picture. My mistake, my mistake for assuming that that would happen. But, yeah. But remember when we watched like Natural Born Killers? That movie didn't seem like a Tarantino movie, you know? Yes. This really just seems like he's ghost directing it, and then in like uh, a Kendrick Lamar feature sort of way. <laughs> it's like he was like, he wrote the script and he's like, I, I like this, but not enough to put my whole name on this. Yeah. So he called his buddy Robert and said, Hey, come direct this. I'll act in it. We'll have a fun time. Drink some cervezas, you know? <laughs> and then that, that's it. And they put this out. Um, I think, did the movie do well? No idea. I think it did well. And the reviews were mixed, which I agree with. The cult appeal is that I guess it's a Tarantino vampire movie, and that's kind of novel. Mm-hmm. Um, also, George Clooney's in it. That's kind of novel too. That's really it. Um, the movie is a is a little idiosyncratic. You know, Richie puts in his retainer because he grinds his teeth. Like just little shit like that mm-hmm. is kind of funny, and it does have some humorous moments. Um, but I. Uh, you know what? You come home drunk. <laughs> let it, you know. You come home drunk, and this is on TV. Yeah, you'll. It's something to look at. Mm-hmm. It's got stuff to look at, so you know it still has a, some visual flair. <laughs> and that's all you really ask for. That's all I can ask for of my cinema. Since I thought that Tarantino was in this whole movie. Uh... I don't think that's a good look for it, and... But because he knew to cut himself out of the movie when things needed to get serious. Yes. 
Uh, it's gonna be five bags from me. Five bags. Yeah. Um, it's, it's okay. Yeah, it is really just okay. I would maybe watch it again, but that would be like the last time. Um, but uh, you know, we watched Sunset Boulevard right after that, so that was maybe a bad look for the movie. I'm gonna give it two out of five bags of <laughs> <laughs> popcorn. It's a great double feature, Sunset Boulevard, yeah, and eh. from dusk till dawn. Yeah. Well, you know, you gotta, you know, hey. I hope you know what I hope Tarantino makes a sequel to this. There are sequels. Uh, a Tarantino. Oh yeah, yeah. we also have to. Rev- there are direct-to-video sequels, presumably with none of the cast reprising their roles and not Rodriguez and Tarantino. Yeah. So I guess the through line will be there's vampires in it, and it's a more vampire hunting. Well, we didn't we didn't mention it, but the ending does tease a sequel where it shows a shot from behind the club, and then the camera zooms back, and then it's like a mad painting, and then the the club that they were in was just like the tip of this mayan uh temple yes yeah they revealed at the back yeah so it's like titty twisters was like just the top of this minor aztec temple so it's like oh there's some spiritual thing going on i guess that's where the vampires came from so yeah then yeah it's that's it that's like an open-ended thing where it's like yeah then you can just make more movies because there's a few more of those temples around right yeah and then the the next movie they'll be in the deserts of california uh the temple won't be present i'll I'll say that that was like a nice touch because you might be wondering the movie and it doesn't really matter but what's the deal with these vampires oh i see they went to mexico and it's mayan spirits in unrest Mm -hmm. or something okay that's a kind of i don't i don't know if i've ever seen that used as an origin for vampires yeah me neither it's usually some european shit like you know it's in pennsylvania or whatever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so yeah all right it was okay it's like it's it's um it's second class natural born killers which is already second class wild at heart so you know y- this is like sloppy thirds <laughs> um next week's movie is sorry i just remember a funny joke uh sorry my bad. <laughs> Okay, next week's movie is going to be Vampiros Lesbos, so get excited for that one. No, it isn't. It is. I don't, we're not watching it. Pick a real movie. Give me another choice and I'll pick between the two. I had a real choice, but now I've forgotten what it was. Um, Was it Star Trek VI, The Undiscovered Country? Oh, don't tell me, man. Um, Fuck. Oh, I saw something before you came. It's not a cult movie at all, but it's one that I've never heard of before. Let me see. Let me take a look. It has... I think we should... Let's just watch the trailer for it uh, right now. <laughs> God. It's got Leland in it. willing to lose it all. I'm talking about a good old-fashioned head-to-head American drag race. For one thing. Mark 2 is a working Mark 2 is suicide. That's what they said about Mark 1. That's what they said about Mark 1. Or Mark 1. Record. Hey, listen, I need 9,000 pounds of cubic this movie looks bitchin i can't even lie billy it's got billy zane and it's got um fucking leland palmer i would watch i'll watch this yep 
Yeah, um, especially that trailer where it was like ba- <laughs> so badass, awesome, early two thousands. And of course, not only do they drive super fast cars, they're in a band or something too. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch this. What's what's the uh, uh, what's the score on this? Uh, so the movie's called Land Speed. Two men, two cars, too fast. Whoa. <laughs> Hold on to your seat. Oh my god. Let me let's take a look at the esteemed director's filmography. Uh he did the visual effects for the Timber and Alice in Wonderland. And it looks like he only does visual effects. Um yeah, this is definitely gonna be a good one, I think. And I would like to watch it. Okay. I and also has Pamela Gidley, uh, who was Teresa Banks in Firewalk with me. Is that all the Twin Peaks alum in this? I don't know. I, I was just looking up this actress, and then... Um, I'm hoping it's a, at least a little Lynchian. Uh, let's, be, let's see who else. Let's see if there's anybody else here, because Billy Zane also is a Twin Peaks alum. Um, I'm just looking for big names. Some of these guys might be. I think th- I think that's it. That's it. But still, like, Billy Zane is big. Okay, he was in Titanic. Okay. Yeah. yeah okay. That's why. <laughs> oh, you know what else we should do eventually? Uh, what is a Billy Zane superhero movie? Uh, the Phantom. Yeah, we should do the Phantom <laughs> as well at some point. I would do the Phantom because I'm pretty sure that movie's shitty, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's like the cla- it's the adaptation of the classic pulp. Phantom. Um, let me let me see this the score. Yeah, forty three. I would watch this too. Okay. It's you know it's got it's got Christy Swanson. She's a uh, Buffy. Oh yeah. Uh, it's got Catherine Zeta Jones. She's in stuff. Yeah, fuck it. Put that. Throw that on the list. I'd much rather watch. You know, these are much better picks than Vampiros Lesbos. Uh, which I I dread having to watch, and it it has it passes the cult test. So yeah, throw that fucker on the list. Uh, tagline: Slam evil, based, very based. All right, those are those are some picks for you. I'm excited for Lion Speed. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I'm a, yeah, I'm okay to do like these movies that have been forgotten to time because yep. somebody has to watch them again. Okay. All these people worked hard on this. 20 years later, it's just forgotten. No. Ray Wise, I know he put his heart and soul into this. I know he's going to be sitting for the whole movie. <laughs> this this PG-13 90-minute picture, I know this may be his magnum opus. Okay, That's what they said about Mach 1. So. Too fast. Two cars, two men, two cars... One cup, too fast. Wait, where are the reviews? I just want to get one. 4.2 out of 10. How do we... Fu- oh, here we go. Um, I don't know my back. <laughs> okay, so a non-Oscar contender. Uh, okay. <laughs> Did we ask it to be uh, pretentious much? Okay, I want to find worth watching. Uh, this movie is a great sleeper if you're looking for handsome men and lots of <laughs> testosterone. I'm this always looking for handsome men and testosterone, bro. Yeah, I mean, after a trip to the jungle, I'm I'm down. They <laughs> Craving se- more. They seem to have fun at every turn, and it shows in their performances. Personally, I think newcomer Scott Wiper makes a movie worth watching. He is the sexiest actor uh, by far that I've seen in years. Between Scott's sex appeal and Billy Zane's antics, this is worth taking two hours out of your busy day. Even my seven-year-old daughter 
loved it. She thought the cars were awesome. This movie is a good choice for the family. Lots, lots of sexiness for the family. <laughs> lots of action and adventure without a lot of foul language. Make some popcorn or have a glass of wine <laughs> and enjoy the show. I hope more people watch and include their comments. Well, we will be doing so. Thank you, Cheryl, for this review. I'm going to be telling your husband about this review too, Cheryl. Well, so. he, uh, you know what? He She says that she watched it with her daughter, but not the husband. So maybe he's out of the Ooh, picture. Okay. Maybe. So, Hello. so maybe Billy Zane has a shot here. Who are those guys? Are you fucking serious? You watch Twin Peaks? James? James? The plot... You named after the, James? The plot, you don't even know? The plot hails from the formulaic underdog makes good or uh, Batson era that we've seen in Elvis movies, Hayburners, and the endless series of yeah epics starring old kickboxing champions. Now, I had a production budget that even Roger Corman, spelled wrong, <laughs> would walk away from. Seems like a recipe for another snoozer. Guess again, Pilgrim. Somehow, somewhere, somebody made a major slip-up. Some cunning devil snuck great dialogue, as well as a improbably playful and uncharacteristically good scripting in these scenes. The editing ain't bad either, even if you get to see the same dust trail over and over again. I haven't been this surprised since Freeway. Hmm. Of course, classic Freeway. Um, We will also add to the list... uh, yeah. And just one more. Uh, okay, Hater. Quite possibly the stinkiest movie <laughs> I've ever watched. In a word, god-awful, laughable science, cheesy acting, see-through, predictable plot. We were placing best as to who'd be the driver to die. I lost. Okay, spoilers, asshole. <laughs> okay. Um, totally a B-grade movie with B-grade actors. Well, what B- the fuck? <laughs> That characters were flat, unbelievable, and cold. Even the crowd of 30 or so onlookers at the race. Okay, with stakes of 50 million, you think there'd be far more entries and a lot more hype. Okay, he's spoiling the movie, but whatever. Um, looked bored at the whole ordeal. I guess the only semi-redeeming factor was Billy Zane. I think he did the best he could do with the script he had. Very sexy and hot. He was pretty funny in a camp sort of way. Too many errors to get past. However, the electric guitar jam sounded pretty good. Too bad the thing wasn't plugged into any amp of any kind. Wah, wah. <laughs> oh, man. Don't waste your money. We won't. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. We won't. I got a good deal with my Blockbuster. They give me they give me really, really good deals. All right. Rentals. This will be sweet. Anything else you want to add? No, that's it. I'm excited for land speed. Good. Bye, YouTube. See you later. <laughs> so we... Um, we went to the Blockbuster and this is a really, really hot title right now. They are sold out for the foreseeable future. We're put on the back order list, but there is, it's unlikely that we will screen this film for next week episode. So we will be doing the Phantom instead. Yeah. Uh, so sorry to all the land speed fans, Billy Zane fans, handsome men and testosterone fans. We'll have to wait. But we will get it at least by October 14th. <laughs> so I guess we'll be doing this one in November. Yeah. <laughs> but I, now, now I really want to watch this movie. This is going to be like a 10 bagger for Some, sure. I think, I think sometimes movies get lost to time because they're not worth anything. But I don't think this is the case with Landscape. Yeah, I think this is one for the ages.
If you enjoyed listening to this episode, be it the pre, post, or just plain old-fashioned thanks, send us a movie recommendation on our Instagram at C-O-T Podcast, C-O-T Podcast, and we'll review it on the show. Shake, shake, and may the road rise up to meet your wheels. Was that good enough? Is that the take? Not even close. Take 174, rolling three, two, one.